guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We are a couple weeks out from WrestleMania Larson. So of course, I guess if you say so, of course. Well, according <laughs> to the calendar, anyways, yeah. seems to be the case. No more pay per views between now and WrestleMania. Well, well, there's a takeover. There's actually two takeovers. Um, well, so well, just two nights. Yeah, same thing. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, Raw happened tonight. So we had mm-hmm. more developments uh, at WrestleMania. I guess the thing that I'm, I already made the thumbnail. I already did it because I like her a lot. Rhea Ripley. Made yes, her great. debut. Uh, she challenged Asuka. No Charlotte for now. She tweeted mm-hmm. out that she tested positive for COVID. So she's recovering from that. So mm-hmm. She's staying away from everybody, obviously. She's not going to be available for uh, at least the build uh, for this over the next couple of weeks, probably. Uh, will she be in this match? Will she make it a triple threat? Who knows? Right now, they're just billing it as Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. What would you think of Rhea Ripley's first Moment on Monday Night Raw, Larson. I thought it was great. The only, the only thing I kind of wish is they had done this back on what's the Monday after Royal Rumble. Do it that day, and not mm-hmm. necessarily have her go and step up to Oscar and challenge her for the title at Mania. Um, I mean, she couldn't really do that until Bianca chose who she was going to face at Mania. But Rhea had such a great showing at the Rumble. Uh, the finish to that Rumble between her and Bianca was so damn awesome. She had a ton of momentum. And then they don't—they have her off TV for almost two months, with just you know like three weeks or four weeks, however long it's been of of, of video packages hyping her debut. I just kind of wish that WD, WWE is not that good at uh, striking while the iron's hot. No. And Rhea, if she shows up on Raw the night after Rumble and 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 has another fantastic showing, that's momentum. You get that going, you get that going, and then that builds to something. But they didn't do that. And while it's cool, I like Rhea. I like her step to Asuka and saying, hey, Mania, let's do it. That's cool. But, uh, you know, I just kind of wish they had just built the momentum that she established at the Rumble. That's it. I, I do kind of want to. You're going to put me in the awkward position of defending WWE to, WWE to a degree. Uh, I'm going to steal this tweet from Louis Dangor. It seemed right. to be the case that for the title... They originally go Lacey Evans versus Charlotte yeah, with Ric Flair dancing around in the corner, right? They couldn't get that, so they were going to do Oscar versus Charlotte. And they couldn't get that. And I just wonder if it was a matter of you have her at the Rumble. Okay, well, what are we going to have? We want her in a prominent spot at WrestleMania. And then these things keep on happening and falling through. And I wa- I just wonder if... It was like, well, crap, we have to keep on adjusting our plans, so we have to keep on holding off on her. Now, WWE is totally, obviously not above doing exactly what you say because they do it a lot. You're right. They're terrible at striking while the iron's hot. I just wonder, well, the iron's hot. I just wonder if in this particular situation, they had wanted to debut her after the Rumble, and uh, they just were like, well, uh, plans keep on, like, you know, falling out of place. I mean, I don't know the timeline exactly. Maybe it was supposed to be Elimination Chamber. I don't know. But maybe it was a matter of, well, plans keep on falling out of place. She's supposed to have a prominent spot. 
Now we have to keep on figuring stuff out. That's well, I mean, my supposition. I, I get that. It's not a mutually, mutually exclusive thing where they can do that. They can have her on TV and be doing things, having kind of, you know, uh, uh, other little stories, shorter term stories to build her up and get her more familiar with the WB audience. And then a situation like this happens, bang, she's ready to go. Audience is familiar with her. She's run off a bunch of wins. So, yes, I think it's cool that she went in there and, and challenged Oscar right away. But if she'd been doing this for a couple months already, beating everybody they put in front of her, and it, then she shows up, steps up to Oscar, and is like, all right, Charlotte says she's going to do this. She can't. I'm taking that spot now. Yeah. I don't know. I know they like their big moments. I'm not sure if yeah. having her squash a bunch of jobbers or or whoever they put in front of her. Because, I mean, ev- everybody in the Raw women's division at this point, besides Charlotte, Asuka, Nia, and Shayna, are jobbers. They are. They all get killed by everybody. We saw Peyton Royce, who actually put up a pretty good fight against Asuka. Yeah, that was a good match tonight. That was, was a good, good match. match um, but, and maybe, look, look. It, if I had more faith in WWE, could they have done like, for example, let's take Peyton Royce, right? She's been doing good work lately. She had that cool promo on Raw Talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would it have been a great first mini feud for Rhea to come out? And they have like some really cool stuff going on. Sure, but it's WWE. They don't do that. They just, know, they you know, know, they have their person and they're like, oh, we want a big moment for them. And then they're like, oh, we'll just have a bunch of video packages well, to say coming it's, soon. It's, I, it's I agree the, with you, but they it's don't the, do it's, the, it's the kind of thing that has been plaguing WWE for a while. Well, they're not really that interested in telling stories. They want to create moments. And so they have this, this huge moment planned. And sometimes they'll stumble into some, to a situation where the moment feels earned. You know, mm-hmm. where the, yeah. the, 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 the building blocks of the story are in place. And we've seen several weeks of progression and the moment happens and it feels, feels inevitable and it feels powerful and we can get invested in it. But far too often, they don't invest the time or creative energy it's setting up those those narrative building blocks to make the, the moments feel important. Yeah. And so while I really liked Rhea showing up tonight, it was cool as a fan of hers. Yeah. Um, it I don't know. It, it felt cool. It was it was cool. It was great. Well, I feel it's, like it could have been more. Yeah. It's it's just what we've talked about with like this particular build to WrestleMania. Where I mean, uh, you know, there there's so much that. I think it's funny because, you know, like that one of the taglines is finally back in business or something like that. I've noticed yeah, on the exactly advertising. It and it does feel like it's just, you know, the past year, honestly, is just, I think for many of us, has been just power through. Let's just get through mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that just sadly doesn't lend itself to very, you know, to, to like creative inspiration, especially yeah. when you're, you're in there with Thunderdome. And Thunderdome has been a serviceable backdrop, but it yeah. doesn't compare to having fans there because no, who knows? Who knows what which of these setups fans and and I do wonder you have to you have to ask yourself if you know they have been they do use fans to sort of gauge reaction sometimes mm-hmm. most of the time Vince McMahon will be like ah well well what, the fans are into it ah. but well, you know we've gauge, seen they gauge fan interest to validate their own opinions you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, they can sway. I mean, we saw that with Becky Lynch and her. You know, they tried to make her a heel, instead they made her the biggest star they had on accident. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've seen it happen before, where it's like, oh well, the fans aren't going to take this, so we just have to pivot and make her a huge star all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen that kind of thing before. Um, it, the, the builds have been lackluster. I mean, all of a sudden now, after Lashley, 
has been one of the cooler guys on TV with the Hurt Business back in his play. Now he's trying to enlist the 24-7 division to take out Drew McIntyre. So for two weeks, it seemed like the Hurt Business were a, a well-oiled, cohesive unit yeah. that were ready to dominate. I guess we should have saw when the Hurt Business lost the tag titles of the New Day. Yeah, the wheels were coming off a little bit this week. <sighs> wheels are off. And like the the build up to Lashley beating Miz was great. It was, it was really great. exciting. It was awesome. It was yeah. really exciting. Felt like a dude of destiny. And I was like, oh man, he's peaking with Vince at the right time. Well, and then, what, three weeks later, you're like, I don't. He's losing the title to Drew at Mania. They made they like made now. the decision. They made the decision. They yeah. made the decision. That's what happened. <laughs> and now, when the, the guy who is trying to enlist the aid of the loser locker room. Uh, to try to take out Drew McIntyre is not retaining the title at WrestleMania. That's not happening. That's not happening. High degree of confidence points in that match, Larson. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Shake yeah, let's just way. let's just go ahead well, and get let's, into. Let's talk it. about one other oh, thing yeah. before we get we get really into it because we got, we got. Uh, you know on a lighter note. Um. So we know uh Braun. He's in this thing with Shane, ah, and, yes. and Braun likes to do. The shoulder tackles running around the ring. It's great, yes. especially doesn't the Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens will do a full flip. Mm-hmm. So for the first time tonight, uh, for this particular uh, bit, they introduced some sound effects for Braun. Yeah. Train. Yes. Chew, train. chew, 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 uh, uh, chewing down the track the, is what we heard when he was running around ringside doing shoulder tackles. Um, how does this Thomas the Tank Engine song go? It's in my head. Oh shoot! Give me a Instead, second. Instead, there was it was that. It's two or four or six, six or, eight. or eight. Yeah, yeah. That should be his theme song. Thomas and his friends. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Who was the best conductor, Larson? Uh, George Carlin. Wow. No Ringo Starr. Well, who's the, wasn't there? Who's like? Is there a later guy? Has there been another I conductor? I haven't watched any Thomas in a very long time. I mean, it's only been like five years for me, but I only remember Ringo and uh, and George Carlin. So yeah, this is a thing now. We you know we it's not unheard of for Vince or somebody in WWE to want to add uh, unnecessary sound effects. Usually, at the beginning of theme songs. Uh, this is really the first time we've seen a specific sound effect introduced for a specific move. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, whether this carries up, over yeah. once fans are back in attendance, who knows? It's pretty silly. Well, one of the friendos here in chat, and I apologize because it was so mm. early in chat, I forget it now, suggested that that was actually the sound or claimed that that was the sound that they use for whenever like a Rays player hits like a home run or something. Home run, or, yeah, at the trop, yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what they said, yeah. And, and you know, obviously you can connect the dots, you know, because they're, they're prepping for baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they played that because they're testing out stuff. And, uh, and Vince was like, and- whoa. We're trying to troll the crap out of Braun right now. Let's use the train sound effect. It's going to make him yeah. look even stupider. Um, and then, and you that know, match he, was he set did, up. He didn't really look that stupid tonight, though. Uh, I don't know, man. He had a train sound effect. Well, that I mean, wasn't his choice. And, dude, on top of that, I don't know. He kind of did because, like, it's not like. So Shane ran away. And then at the top of the stage, he didn't look one bit intimidated by Braun. He was I like, know. "You choose the match, and you're." G-. He got the last word, and you're gonna, and you're gonna lose because you're stupid. Yeah, and then he starts, he starts dancing. He starts dancing. 
yeah. hubris on Shane's part. I think Man, I think the, I still, the, the I... most foolish move of the night is is Shane letting Braun pick the stipulation. This will be the tr- the real true medal of, of whether Braun is is smart or not. Uh, if he if if he chooses uh, a power slam match, you have to yeah. hit a power slam to win. Shane's not gonna hit a power slam on Braun. What do you think he's gonna choose? Oh, they'll they'll do something generic like steel cage or some crap like that. He's gonna say, wouldn't it be great if they had him say something that, like didn't exist? He got confused, you know. I don't maybe. know. Maybe like a, a beat the money in the bank challenge. What? Maybe. What even is beat, that? Beat, yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> beat the Iron maybe. Man challenge. I don't know what that is, Braun. I don't you know. Really, are right, we can jump we can jump into it now. So the, the show kicked off with the uh, Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus. A rematch was it just last week on Raw. They had a match. I was um, so confused. Yeah, I, I I started this and I was like, "Oh, are they just showing this match again? Did no, I hit the wrong? Did I hit the recorded version of this match from no, last week?" And then I saw the no. welts on Sheamus, and I was like, "Oh, they're it's just a doing new match." This. Yes, it's a brand new adventure, Steve. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good reference. That's a good reference. Uh, so apparently, they they said that Lashley challenged Sheamus uh, to this bout. I don't recall why though. Um, so throughout, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin were interfering on Bob Lashley's behalf. They were trying to help their stablemate win the do. match. Dude, if you if you and I had a stable and like you're in a match, like I would think that, you know, me and Hilton and Cal, I guess, uh, would be trying to help you out a little bit. And you would expect no less, right? And and then I and, you know, assuming that we are yeah, I would appreciate that you were doing all you could to make sure that I came out on top and vice versa, you know? It's like what we do. You would think that would be the case. Yeah. So anyways, um, at, at one point, Shelton Cedric pulls Sheamus out. Oh, this is after the match. Sorry. So uh, Sheamus set up for a bro kick. This is the finish. Cedric kind of distracts him. Lashley hits the spine buster, uh, puts Sheamus in the hurt lock. Sheamus taps. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as the match is over, Shelton and Cedric are pulling Sheamus out of the ring. They start beating him down. Drew runs out. And rather than go in the ring to, to have a stare down with Lashley, he runs around. Oh, you lost your camera. Yeah, I'm getting it back. Um, and uh, he lays out Shelton and Cedric. Then he gets in the ring, stare down with Lashley, and and Bobby's telling Drew to make his move, and and Drew was like, here, I'll put my hands behind my back. Go ahead, you can have to take the first shot, and MVP is telling Lashley, hey, save it for Mania. Mm-hmm. You know, this is supposed to be business. Don't get in- involved emotionally. This is just business. I did like this segment, though. I, li- I like this little bit between Bobby and Drew. I thought it had a lot of heat yeah. to it, or it had a lot it of, did. like, you know, passion. Yeah, so after that, we're backstage, and there's the Hurt Business. Lashley is confronting Shelton and Cedric, asking what they're doing. Uh, so he's mad they got involved in the match, and the MVP is like, Lashley, I got this. And he tells Shelton and Cedric that they tarnished the image of Lashley, made it seem like he couldn't beat Sheamus by himself. It was an embarrassment, sort of like when you lost the Raw, Raw Tag Team titles. And if you embarrass yourselves, you embarrass Lashley. Now I want you to go. I want you to go think about what you're going to do to make this right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, yeah. So later on, we get more of that. Uh, we get a fiend recap after that, and we get uh, after that Oscar versus Peyton Royce. They play a, really a little bit of her. They play a little bit of her raw talk mm-hmm. uh, promo, which was pretty good. And uh, yeah, she was all business tonight. Competitive match. Uh, at one point, uh, Peyton Royce gets frustrated with the ref because she, you know, she's she's doing everything she can. Basically, Oscar's able to lock in an armbar, then an Oscar lock, and Royce ends up tapping out. Yeah, really good match. This is probably one of 
Peyton Roy's best matches since for probably sure, signing yeah. to WB. It was yep. really good. It was really yeah, good. They gave it a ton of time. Yep. A ton of time. Um, and then uh, as soon as the match is over, this is my brutality. This Rhea is Ripley my walks brutality. down. Um, she puts over Asuka a bit, calls her one of the greatest women's champs in WB history. Uh, and she said, last I saw, Charlotte was trying to challenge you for the Raw Women's title, but she's recovering um, from uh, COVID. So Are you a fan I want to Let me ask you something real quick. Let me interrupt you real quick. Okay. So, like, she put out there, Charlotte tweeted out there that, you know, she's yeah. recovering from COVID. So, it's like, we all know it. It's all out there. Yeah, yeah. You like them mentioning that as, like, I mean, I guess it's just it's just the reason why she's not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just seems a little pedestrian. Now she's recovering from COVID. I don't know. I don't know what else you could say about that. I mean, Charlotte, like, yeah, she kind of challenged Asuka. Did they ever make that, like, match official for WrestleMania? No, like, that was she actually did, She happening. did challenge her. She did challenge her. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, Asuka yeah. wasn't there. She didn't do it, you know, face-to-face to Asuka. Yeah. It was just we all knew it was happening. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte kept talking about it. I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, I guess. Why hide it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then she says, all right, well, I, you know, I want an answer from you. She challenges her to a match at Mania. Uh, Asuka then grabs the mic from Rhea. Tell her she's not ready for Asuka, but she does accept. Uh, backstage, Adam Pierce wants to know why Drew helped Sheamus tonight. He was just curious. And uh, Drew was like, well, we've had our issues, but I'm not going to sit still while he gets jumped. Pierce says, hey, her business wants you in a handicap match, two-on-one. Drew says, yeah, whew. he's like, I don't really want to sanction it. And he was like, well, you know, what if we get, what if we have a reason for it? What if we had a stipulation? He says, how about this? I beat them, and they're banned from ringside at WrestleMania. Yeah, you knew right then who was winning that bout. Well, from the second he said handicap match, you knew who was winning that bout. Yeah. Uh, after that, this is when I, man, time just immediately uh, stops. You know what? When in the buildup to Miz winning the title in a couple of weeks after, pretty much up until the week after he lost to Lashley, uh, I felt like Miz was really trying his damnness to get himself as a character over. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it worked for the most part. Mm-hmm. This kind of felt like a major step back to more bumbling. I know he won his match come right after this, but in terms of the contents of this, maybe because rather than focusing on the WWE title, it's a celebrity feud. Yeah, it just didn't no, feel it's, as it's, and like it's, he, kind of, he, he seemed like he wasn't quite hitting his beats at the very beginning too. He seemed like he wasn't. He got it back towards the end. But at the beginning, he, he, you know, there's a couple moments where it almost seemed like he lost his train of thought a little bit. He just recaps the same stuff every yeah. time. He just recaps the same stuff. I'm the only two-time Grand Slam champion. Has the Undertaker done it? Has uh, Hogan done it? Has so and so? Whatever. Like he just recaps the same stuff. It's over and over again. It's like five minutes of him talking, and we don't really need it. It's just nope. over and over again. Like if he were just to come out and say. Bad Bunny, get your ass out here. I don't care how famous you are. Then, you know, so I can challenge you man to man. Why don't you do that? I mean, it takes two minutes. I can't. It's just endless talking. So he says, basically, he, he says all that. He recaps all that stuff. They yeah. show some silly, like, music video with Miz and Morrison where they're mocking Bad Bunny. Uh, and then Miz challenges oh gosh, Bad was, Bunny. so bad. It was dumb. Uh, Miz challenges uh, Bad Bunny to a match at WrestleMania where he's going to end not just his wrestling career, but his actual career. And then he says, if you want an example of what I'm going to do to you, here's my match with Jobber Jeff Hardy. 
All of a yeah, sudden, well, Jeff Hardy can't beat even The Miz, which is horribly sad. He actually got pinned from a skull-crushing finale, which is also yeah. very sad. Yeah, because you, you really can't... No one loses to just that move. Nobody loses to that. So Jeff Hardy comes down, and he drops... It literally sounded like dialogue from 2K17. It did. And he said, if you're a real man, you'll send Morrison to the back. I'm the number one. You know, it's that, it's, it's very mm-hmm. generic babyface stuff. So Morrison mm-hmm. leaves. Uh, to prove that Miz can win against Jeff Hardy one on one, so uh, Hardy on uh, towards the finish. Hardy goes for a twist of fate. Miz posts him uh, his skull crushing finale and gets three with it. It was a pretty short match too. Everybody kicks out of that shit. Yeah, yeah. I know. So Miz is celebrating. The Bad Bunny comes up behind him, uh, breaks guitar over his back, walks up the ramp, tells the Miz he accepts accepts his challenge. So, uh, Miz, I'll see you at WrestleMania. Bad Bunny, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to seeing what Bad Bunny can do in the ring. He he's he's got I don't know. He's got charisma, can, man. He carries himself. I can like see he why he's doing. a big star. Yep. And it is like it's he's like, man, I kind of dig this guy. I hope he sticks around yeah. for a little while. Like I haven't said I that too. about very many celebrities because usually usually celebrities are too like what's the word I'm looking for? They have a celebrities have usually have a hard time really getting into it. You know, it's like, oh, hey, it's actually, fun. You know, actually fans of wrestling. It's like the business. Either they're fans and they can't help but sort of, you know, being a fan and just being tickled by the experience or they just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Bad Bunny seems like a fan who's really invested in it, and I kind of appreciate that, you know? Oh, heck yeah. It's, it's totally pretty cool. Good. Yeah. No, he's fit in seamlessly. He really has, yeah. Like, he doesn't, you know, because far too often there'll be a celebrity that'll run an angle or whatever, and it's just like, it, it just, yeah, it's just obvious that for whatever reason, the fit's just not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. But this fit has just been totally seamless. It's been great. Yeah. Uh, after that, Amos and AJ are walking backstage. Riddle rolls through on his scooter, calls AJ Skipper. Then AJ says, he, he hasn't called me that. No one's called me that since Survivor Series. And But I was captain of Survivor Series, inspired my team. And then he said something like, what am I going to do next? Inspire Kofi Kingston to take a loss or something like that? Is that what he said? Mm, yeah, something like that. Something like that, because that was going to be the next match. Before that, we get a extended AJ and Amos promo. New Day would eventually come out, too. Uh, AJ's hyping up Amos's debut at Mania. Not this just was a debut. good back and forth. I really like this with AJ yeah. and New Day. They have good chemistry. They do. Um, and uh, so not only that, you're going to do it when the uh, tag tiles with the greatest, one of the greatest stars in WWE history, AJ Styles. Um, he's, he starts putting over the New Day a bit. He says uh, at Mania, they're going to lose the belts. Um, they can't lose between AJ's greatness and Amos's colossal size. They got this. Mm-hmm. victory is assured this brings a new day out uh kofi is wondering if aj really just said that, that he and amos are going to beat the new day for uh, the tag titles and woods adds you just also said that you're going to bury us like in a boneyard match <laughs> and become an unstoppable tag team and then kofi says to become an unstoppable t- tag team first you must become a team a team Mm-hmm. And he says, what I see there is a small man looking to compensate for his size. A wee little man who hides behind a giant of a man. A giant who he commands to do all his evil deeds. And the woods adds uh, that AJ is just going to bring Amos down. And AJ goes, no, I, I found Amos. I'll protect him. And Kofi says, AJ doesn't even know him. What's his favorite color? AJ says, red. What is Amos's favorite color, Steve? 
mauve. Mauve. <laughs> I believe AJ said that's not even a real. It's not color. even a real color. <laughs> it is. Uh, what's what's uh, Moss's favorite ice cream? AJ says vanilla bean. <laughs> he was Wrong so he was too. so confident about that, and I think yeah. Amaz said something like a uh, peanut butter or something or another. Something, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. And then uh, asked uh, who's Amaz's favorite WWE superstar ever. AJ said, "Well, it's me." And Amaz said, almost shamefully, he says Andre the Giant. Yeah, because <laughs> he's so he's telling the truth. He's not even. <laughs> that's what's great about this: the absurdity of him feeling the need to tell the truth about this stuff. You know, when he could just be going along with his mm-hmm. teammate, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. telling the truth. Yeah. So yeah, Wood says, in a team, there has to be trust. How can Amos trust AJ? We don't even know what his favorite color is. And AJ tells Kofi to get in the ring. Uh, he'll do to him what they're going to do the new day at Mania. And you don't want to know why? Because AJ rocks and AJ starts dancing. That was hilarious. I love that. And the New Day got so pissed off at that. It was hilarious. Yeah, that it was, was good. Great. And you see you see Amos down there. He's just looking at AJ. I, because half the time when AJ's acting a fool, Amos looks at him as such. You know? Yeah. He's yeah. like, this dude's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to get a uh, even a mediocre match out of AJ Styles versus Kofi Kingston. This was no, a really fun match. Uh, he lo- Kofi loads up for a trouble in paradise. AJ counters with a kick. They go up top. AJ's looking for a superplex. Kofi throws him off. Kofi hits a splash on AJ's back. Gets two with that. AJ locks a calf crusher in. Kofi gets to the ropes. AJ drop kicks Kofi's knee. AJ goes for <laughs> this. Was funny. AJ goes for a phenomenal forearm, but Woods goes right next to him with a trombone. Hurt. And he like yeah. throws him. He's about to jump, and he just goes whoa. And so yeah. Amos starts backing him down. That lets uh, that gets Kofi distracted. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Kofi, that gets AJ distracted. Kofi hits SOS for three, and they both run out of there before Moss can do anything. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, Love it was fun stuff. Uh, next, Seamus interview. He's asked why did he accept Bob Lashley's challenge tonight. Uh, pretty much he says, I don't back down from a challenge. I don't back down from a fight. I live to fight. Uh, he asks about Drew's thoughts on making the save. Seamus says it's, something about, it's, called, it's about respect, uh, something this world needs more of, but... He didn't ask for Drew's ego to come sticking his nose in his business. And that's when Riddle rolls in again on his scooter. Mm-hmm. And then he starts asking Seamus a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you um, don't have to go over this stuff. Seamus ends up to. attacking Riddle with the scooter. Yeah. <laughs> he feigns interest in it. He's like, oh, wow, this is a great scooter. And he starts he just beats killing him, Riddle beats with, him up with the scooter. So yeah. maybe the kickoff show U.S. title match? Seems that way, yes. I mean, yeah. Seems that way. Uh, next, the handicap match that we mentioned earlier, Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, Drew dominated the beginning. Uh, Hurt Business got the upper hand in the middle. And then uh, Drew eventually turned the tables and uh, hit a Claymore. Uh, hit two Claymores, one on Shelton mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then on Cedric mm-hmm. to get the win. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, yeah. Cedric and Shelton will be banned from ringside being, at WrestleMania. Being from ringside. Backstage, MVP berates Hurt Business. Lashley says, since the two of you couldn't get the job done, I'll find somebody who can. And then he goes around the corner of the 24-7 locker room and says, any man who takes out Drew McIntyre, I forget what he was offering them. Uh, t- a title shot, it seemed like. Ah, He's putting a bounty okay. on Drew's head. Yes. Reward yes. title shot. There you go. Uh, after that, I think this was after that, we had Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Mandy mm-hmm. Rose and Dana Brooke. Uh, and Naomi and Lana were on commentary. They yes. look great, by the way. They're, they're yeah. little, you know, Those their jackets style. were incredible. Oh, my goodness. They look fantastic. 
Those are great. Uh, I like Reginald being added to sort of Nia Jax and Shayna's team here. Uh, he helped distract Mandy and Dana, allowed Nia to get the Samoa drop on Dana for three. But before that, the beginning of the match, uh, he was doing stuff ringside, and Nia was completely distracted. Like Shayna was in there yelling at Nia to pay attention. I love that stuff. And then after they win, they do like some little dance moves, some like, you know, uh, yeah. Fred Astaire type stuff. I thought that was, but like Nia's like leading. I thought it was great. Yeah, then Shayna's like rolling her eyes in the background, has to kind of like force her way in so she can get her raised with her tag team partner. She's great with this stuff. I mean, it's going to get played out eventually, but for now, I really like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably lose the tag titles at Mania. Uh, well, I guess too, but probably. Yeah. I, I Well, maybe the people sitting down. I mean, it seems obvious. It's got to be Lana. Yeah, and, could be. They were asking for another title shot, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, Alexis Playground, she tells Randy that, she, uh, you know, uh, she knows that he wanted her out of his life, but she's still here. So is he. Uh, but you know what they say, be careful what you wish for. Um, sorry, you can't. You can't always get what you want, but tonight you better be careful what you wish for. That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this new uh, hit single from Elias, as sung by Elias and Shane O'Mac? Braun is stupid. It's going to be my new ringtone. Uh, that was great. That was hilarious. Shane sweating the entire time, uh, talking about him living in stupid woods with stupid trees, uh, and, then, and then he punctuated at the end. But Braun is stupid. <laughs> Oh. This is already just becoming completely totally one note. There's no passive aggressive oh, thing yeah. in there. Yeah, no, it's pretty. And it's great. never gonna uh, evolve past this at all. Nor should it. Um, <laughs> There's only so many angles you could take with this man. Anyways, that all leads up to an Elias and Braun match. This goes pretty much as you would expect. Uh, Braun dominates. Elias got a couple moves in. Well, there. nobody expected the choo-choo sound. <laughs> no, no one expected the the choo-choo audio when he was doing the shoulder tackles. No, right. Braun hits the power slam. He gets the win. Shane comes in and blasts Braun in the back with his crutch. Braun mm-hmm. no sells because Shane still has a crutch because he's still selling knee injury. And then Shane's like, "Oh shit!" And they sprints up the ramp. <laughs> sprints. Yeah. So then Braun gets on the mic, says, "Hey Shane, your knee looks fine." Uh, I've had enough of your games. I've had enough of you, Shane, calling me stupid. We're going to end this. Are you man enough to face me at Mania? Shane ex- accepts and then tells Braun it could be any match he wants because I'm going to win because, Braun, you're stupid. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. I don't know. Low confidence points, Lars. I know you got oh, high gosh, confidence no. points. High, high on Braun. Low confidence points. Totally. Go ahead. Take I have low no, confidence I have no, I, You know, I might... There's a chance I might get Big Red at TakeOver. This might be an epically short run for me if that's the case because I have no confidence like in Dolph, any of my WrestleMania picks Dolph, except for Bad Bunny. Dolph's, Dolph's first uh, title uh, reign as WWE champion last yeah, month, like 15 yeah, minutes, something like that. Exactly, exactly. Um, I did like when Shane cracked the, cr- the crutch over Braun's back and he no-sold it. That was good. Yeah, I like when anybody good. does that, though. Uh, uh, after then we that, had a we bunch had our... of matches announced for nights one and two. Yeah. Uh, so announced for night one, we got Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley, Sasha mm-hmm. Banks versus Bianca Belair, and mm-hmm. Miz versus Bad Bunny on mm-hmm. night two. Roman versus Edge, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley, and after this main event segment, it was announced that we're getting Randall Keith Orton versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then so we had our main about, event segment. We yeah. had, oh, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to start. I was going to start talking about this, but go ahead. Randy Orton to summon the fiend. 
and and I like this because Randy dropped a promo uh, to precede it, and he, he said the word bullshit. I was very happy about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I like when people say bullshit, Larson. Uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, Alexa comes out says, I told you, be careful what you wish for, Randall. And then sort of some Kane pyro hits, and the fiend all of a sudden is behind she Randy. The, she does the Jack in the Box. The Jack in the Box thing, yeah. Uh, yeah Randy. Jack pops out and looks like a little, little fiend. Randy is that what they has, call what's inside the box is the Jack? I guess so, because it's Jack in the Box. Well, he's in the box. I've never actually heard anybody dissect a Jack in the Box to the point of calling that Jack, but certainly that's Jack. I would think so, because what's in the box? He's in the box, yeah. What's in the box? It's in the box. Anyways, the fiend is behind Randy. Now, Randy has brought to the ring a like a five-gallon gasoline tank with him, mm-hmm. and uh, and he starts screw unscrewing the lid, sniffs the gasoline to give us the impression that, oh, this is not just water. It's actually gasoline because he I like recoils that. from it. There's something else yeah. he does later on that, that he's trying to sell it to, and I like that too. Because I do the same thing. Uh, he pours, he, he douses the fiend what, very carefully. gas? No, I thought you meant when he does this. Yeah, that was good. He wiped yeah, because yes. whenever I'm in the gas station, if any ends up getting on my hand, I go, oh, God damn it. Oh, no, I do, I do this. <sighs> <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> oh, uh, I was about to make a gross joke there, but I'm not going to. Uh, so he pours the gasoline on the fiend very carefully. The fiend doesn't do anything. He just stands there, and, uh, and he backs up. <clears throat> And uh, instead of lighting him on fire, though, he just drops him with an RKO because the fiend approaches him, drops him with an RKO. Alexa starts to come in. And as he's sort of distracted by Alexa, the fiend is getting up. Randy turns around, gets hit with the claw, uh, and he's out. Alexa dances around. She points to the mania sign as all sorts of sinister pyro goes off. So, uh, like, flames shoot up. So yeah. there you go. There yeah, is with Alexa pointing at the sign. Yeah, that was raw. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyways, let's, questions, yeah, yeah. let's answer some questions. Might answer as well. Questions. We have them. We'll answer them. Oh, Adam mm. Beverage says, did you notice Woods played a bit of AJ's TNA, TNA theme for the distraction? Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. That's pretty That funny. is absolutely hilarious. Good catch there. Good catch. Uh, let's see oh, here. Bottom mm-hmm. class rated with a party of four. Thank you. Thank you, bottom class. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here we go. Uh, Tim Kill. Well, he, he explained this, Tim. Tim Whalen says, <laughs> I like his name, Tim Killer Whalen says, uh, in kayfabe, why did Drew sh- say- <laughs> shave? save Seamus after they almost killed each other at Fastlane? Well, he explained it, you know. Respect. Respect. Uh, Respect. Let's see here. Willie Powerbottom. Could you do going in raw math on, eh, that's a lot, on the royal families of wrestling? We did power rank them on some episode of something we did, uh, probably an AEW episode. And we did. We couldn't come to terms because no. you claim that Dusty Rhodes is a bigger star than Bret Hart. Yeah, totally. Uh, Gareth, who replaces Cedric and Shelton in Hurt Business? Any chance they circle back to Apollo, Ricochet, or Keith Lee? I don't know where Keith Lee is. I, I think that I, it'd be fascinating to know what he would have done at Mania had he not been disappeared somehow. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know either. Uh, uh, let's Elite. see here. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, so sup friendos with Brian possibly being added to the universal title match. Could that be how they take the title off Roman without him getting pinned? Yep. 
Uh, possibly, yeah. Johnny Ralston on the Broken Skull Sessions with Randy Orton. Randy said his best years were 2009, 2011, and 2020. What is your guys' favorite run of his? Oh, it's probably 2020. I thought he was really good in 2020. I thought he was pretty great in 2020. Randy has always been like it's it's either he's really good or he's checked out. And there's not really a whole lot of in between. And I thought he was really good in like 2020 a, because he was he was engaged. like he was engaged and he Randy's in a special place because when he's engaged but he's so old he doesn't give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um th- then it's it's really fun to watch. Uh, he did a lot of good stuff with Jeff Hardy when when Hardy came back. Mm-hmm. That was good stuff. Yeah, they yeah. had their Hell in a Cell match. That was a lot of good stuff. That was yeah when he was taking the ear the 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 gauges yeah. out of his ears and yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. Jorge D with fire not be able to kill the fiend. Should Randy try explosives next? Should Orton versus Fiend be some kind of hardcore match like Orton had versus Foley in two thousand four? Should be What's... exploding barbed wire. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Please have it be that. Um, was it Ross? Was that Ross's answer on Matt Chat feuds that feel like they're going to wear themselves out? And he answered Randy versus the Fiend, or was that you? It wasn't me. I said Seth Rollins. I think it was Ross, and I kind of feel like he's right. I kind of can't wait mm-hmm. for this to be done with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not out. huge on this on the burnt iteration of the Fiend. I think he looks kind of goofy. Like I yeah, get the point. I think the mask is cool, but I think the actual gear looks kind of. Yeah, it's, it doesn't look. It it's look funny. intimidating. No, you're right. That's exactly what it is. It doesn't look intimidating. It looks like appropriate for what happened, but I feel yeah. like it it could look more intimidating. Yeah, it doesn't look intimidating at all. Looks like he has a vest on. Yeah, I know. Like a sweater vest. Yeah, he should have like floaters on, like swimming pool floaters. Alex Foster, mm-hmm. if you guys were a tag team, do you think you would cheat and interfere in each other's matches all the time? I would interfere in your matches, but you wouldn't interfere in mine. We would be like Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. That's exactly what it would be. You'd be Amir Jordan, I'd be Kenny Williams. That's exactly yeah. what it would be. Uh, night by night, earlier as requested, Triple H showed up to help you fill in the mysterious hole of immeasurable depths. Oh, nice. This is from our, our earlier show yeah, today. This is a Keen great to help, he brought his golden shovel and Good. a truckload of dirt. Okay. Like before, as you work, the hole seems to expand. He has gone from a mere two, and it's gone from a mere two feet wide to the more sizable five feet. While it's brainstorming a solution, Triple H lost his footing and fell in. You call Ooh. down to him, and you get no response. What raw superstar do you call to lead the rescue effort to retrieve him down this giant hole? Who's a spelunker? Or who has. I mean, my first thought would be Ricochet, because if I could trust anybody to sort of be sort of small enough and agile enough and have the core strength enough to sort of, you know, be. Yeah, he's super strong, dude. Yeah. To you know, sort if, of if like Triple H fell down that hole and, and hurt himself. I feel like Ricochet could could capably get him up. Yeah. Lure him down. And yeah, you can get him back up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. Good answer. Uh, White Brownie, which NXT talent or talents do you expect to debut on main after WrestleMania? I don't expect anybody. Uh, nobody. Like Rhea Ripley just debuted. Yeah. 
Like it sucks. That used to be a grand tradition. WWE's gotten rid of so so, so, so many other cool concepts. Yep. Like draft. Who, right. who in NXT is going to go drafting? Is going to be in the draft? Answer so, nobody. Survivor Series with NXT. It's, it's, yeah, they've just gotten lame. Cameron Grimes. There you go. That's a good answer. There you go. Who said that? Uh, F. Sagan. Thank you, F. Sagan. Thank you. Amazing Rick. Drew and Sheamus tag champs after Mania. I think Drew is going to be WWE champion after Mania. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Now, if they want to go that. And, I, dude, they, what they should do is put that U.S. title on Sheamus. That guy has busted his ass and has gotten no wins. No I wins. I know. And he just kills himself every time. Give him the U.S. title and have him be, like, the workhorse guy. A new uh, two-man power trip with Drew and Sheamus. I'd be, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd All be down titles. for that. All the titles. Uh, bottom class, I, I really would like to watch and enjoy WWE again, but they just wore me down so much over the years, but I respect and enjoy the performers, so I watch you guys keep up to date on WWE. It's a real tough that situation. Is, it is. Hammond Serrano, really after several negotiations, Vince and Bruce Pritchard agreed to terms that if you reveal your real identity during a stream, He'll give the superstar of your choice a Bruno San Martino run. Who is the superstar worthy of you becoming public? For some reason, Hammond believes that we are men of mystery, I guess. I mean, we do have shoot names, but um, I mean, they're both relatively easy to find. Mine probably more so than yours. Uh, I mean, who would you who, who would it be worth it for you to say this is my my real name? And they get a Bruno run. I'm going to say Alistair Black. I feel like that guy is really sad right now. And I want to mm-hmm. make him happy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say Alistair Black. And I'll That's say my good name. answer. Yeah. Yeah, Night by Night says Steve's dad will do it for free on a live pay-per-view stream. That's true. Totally true. 100% true. Um... Keith Lee. Uh, oh, wow. That's a good one. Zoe Jeremy says, Fiend looks like Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. That He totally does. That's totally yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, wow. That's a great idea. I think this is uh, uh, Church Jackson. Said, it's sorry I'm baked on Patreon. I think that's Church. Assuming it doesn't happen tonight in the main event, should the Fiend burn the Thunderdome to the ground as Raw goes off the air? Like the last time we see Thunderdome, that'd be rad. That'd if be the cool. fiend burns it down, that'd be awesome. That I like that cool. idea. Happy birthday, by the way, Church. Yeah. Uh, Dang MQ, the best celebrities wrestling in WWE recent memory besides Bad Bunny are Pat McAfee, <laughs> Dwayne mm-hmm. Johnson, and John Cena. The latter two are celebrities now, so when either of them comes back for a match, it's technically a celebrity match. Yeah, McAfee, Stephen Amell, those are the two. Those are the two really, really mm-hmm. strong names. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo Williams. Oh, he was great. He was great. Yeah, he was great. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, no, we already sort of addressed it. Adrian C. just pointing out the bizarreness of Lashley being upset at Benjamin and Cedric for getting involved, but then getting upset when they couldn't take out his next I opponent. Know. Yeah, it doesn't I make know. any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And then he goes and tries to recruit people from the 24-7 locker room to take out Drew. When that's yeah. all what Cedric and Shelton were trying to do during the match against, or, or were trying to do in Sheamus is take or take the match against Sheamus is take out Sheamus. 
Cameron Bortolazzo says, if you could swap voices with any Raw superstar for one episode of Going In Raw, who would you swap voices with? Wow, great question. That is a great question. We'll end on that one, too. And then we'll answer some more on the Twitch here. Oh, Alistair Um, for me. Oh, wow, yeah. That's a good one. Here's a better question. Mine would be Keith Lee. Here's a better question, though. Which Raw superstar's voice would you never want to be swapped with for the show? Mine is Shane McMahon's. I think we would drive around. We would drive away everybody if it was just like. Although, <laughs> um, uh, um, next is. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, it might be Otis, the voice I wouldn't want to have, because while it's funny at first. Oh, man. We're thin so Oh, quick. yeah. So next, Oscar versus Ripley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Join us tomorrow for Impact Wrestling Live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. Twitch chat. Stick around. We'll answer some more of your questions. Thanks so much. Till next time. Oh, yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson.